Hey, what's up? It's the Dirt Guy, Raven Mac, and you all up in the Sports Ball 69, an un-American soccer podcast about football metaphysics. This is not like most podcasts, so I suggest you get your motherfucking mind right and sit back and listen. This is episode 3 of our spring 2019 season going through the 69 clubs that have best represented themselves in the European Champions League. Before I jump into it, let me just say, we got a website now, footballmetaphysics.space, not .com, .space. Doing a couple things with my boys, Neil and Paul, fellow un-Americans, enthusiastic about the football metaphysics. Episode 1 of this went through teams 1 through 15, episode 2 got up to 31, and we now sitting at 33. Guess that means I got to 32 last time, my bad. Champions League wrapped up yesterday, Liverpool won. I was glad to see that, I love Mo Salah. But I'm even more excited about seeing the African Cup of Nations this summer in about a month, seeing how Egypt does with Salah back. African Champions League wrapped up on Friday as well. Controversial fashion, the first leg a week ago, Wida Casablanca hosted ES Tunis. The referee in the match waved off an obvious goal, gave a dude a red card. Finals 1-1, Wida Casablanca was mad, protested. The referee from that game was suspended for his poor performance. Then they had the second match in Tunisia on Friday. ES Tunis was up 1-0. Casablanca tied it up with an equalizer, but the ref waved it off, said he was offside, and he obviously wasn't. They didn't have any VAR because the equipment broke, apparently. So the Wida Casablanca team just sat down in protest. There was people on the field, officials, police circling the stadium. And what ended up they did was after 45 minutes, they suspended the other team and said they forfeited. So it ended in controversial and likely corrupt fashion. And a lot of people might say, well, that makes it bad, but you know, UEFA and FIFA, they just as corrupt as everybody else. The only difference between corruption in the global south, which might have been referred to as the third world previously, and corruption at a higher level in Europe, America and all, is that they make the corruption tidier and cleaner and not so obvious. 
that don't make it less corrupt. That's why a lot of people hate the current political climate in America, because the corruption's so obvious. The normal American believes in meritocracy and American freedom likes to see that corruption swept aside and kept nice and clean so we feel good about everything. That ain't how it's ever been. It's even worse now. Well, anyways, let me jump back into this list because we on number 33 and I guess it kind of relates to the current political climate to be honest. Number 33 Sports Ball 69 is Zenit St. Petersburg. Top Russian club. In fact, they won the Russian top division this past year. And that means for some reason they're in part one for next year's Champions League. I'm not quite sure how Russia ranks higher than some other domestic leagues, but whatever. Zenit St. Petersburg has a history that goes all the way back before the Russian Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, back in 1917. And then after that, they became a prominent club actually called the Stalinets, meaning the Stalinists. After the fall of the Soviet Union, they've remained the top prominent club, and in fact, won the for Europe League about a decade back. They're owned by Gazprom now, an energy company. So that's why they're number one. They got all that money into them. Sports Ball 69, Spring 2019, Club number 34. Going back to the Netherlands for this one, PSV Eindhoven. Now Eindhoven is probably the second biggest club right behind Ajax. Ajax, you might have noticed, made it all the way to the semifinals of the Champions League. It looked like they could have made the finals, but they kind of crumbled there at the end of the second leg. Dutch soccer, football, it's got a long history, but Ajax is based in Amsterdam. PSV Eindhoven is in Eindhoven, which is out in the countryside. And the whole, most soccer rivalries have like the affluent and the non-affluent. And PSV Eindhoven is from the part of the country that's often overlooked. When you think of the Netherlands, you think of Amsterdam. Supporters call themselves the peasants, so that's what they proudly call themselves, and that's what they sing themselves as. Like other sports clubs around the world do occasionally, they also, the club, reserves the number 12 for the supporters, so all these people that call themselves the peasants wear number 12 kit. I've always liked that. Like it even more when the team call or when the fans call themselves peasants or farmers. That's some funny shit to think about. Could you imagine like an NFL football team who has supporters who like not only didn't refer to themselves in the context of the team but called themselves something else and what they called themselves was 
something like low level and working related like that. Thing and not in a good way sometimes. Anyways, PS behind Houghton finished second behind Ajax this past season, which just ended. So that means they got an extra qualifying round before they could make the Champions League group stage next year. Champions League or the Europa League and elect actually finished 1-3-6 and six and in last place in the championship playoff table which means they will not be playing intercontinental football next year well next year means like in a month because that's when the qualifying round started people don't realize Champions League just ended but the teams that have to go through the playoff rounds and the qualifying rounds, they're going to get started in like about six weeks, I think. Sports ball sitting. Hold up. Ukrainian crush. I forgot to shout out my man Boogie Brown. Blue Globe Beats. Working man records band camp provides all these beaches in the background. It's my long time made man right there. Anyways, Sports Bar 69, club number 36. We're going back to the dissolution of Yugoslavia. In Slovenia specifically with NK Maribor. They're known mostly if you might have seen them in a qualifying round. I think they made the group stage the Champions League recently too. But uh, they wear purple. I don't know why everybody always wear blue and red and white. All across the world for some reason. But anyways, they wear purple with gold. That's some tight color combos. They was one of three clubs from Slovenia that actually made it to the highest level of the Yugoslav football league in the first league. And they've been pretty dominant in the Slovenian top league ever since. In fact, they won this past season nine points clear of second place. It means they're going to be in the qualifying. 
some of the pronunciations while we go through these Eastern European clubs that we seem to be going through once you get past that upper And this spot is a Bulgarian club called PFC Ludogorets Rizgrad. And they've only existed since 2001. But they are owned by a dude named Kiro Domishev. I think that's how you say it. He's a Bulgarian pharmaceutical entrepreneur, businessman, oligarch type. He's uh, funneled his money into this club and in 2011 they won the second league of Bulgaria, moved up to the first league and they've won the first league title every year since. In fact, they won again this year and they're really only like five points clear of a couple of the other top teams that compete in uh, Sofia, which is the capital of Bulgaria, but they still remain on top. Was that like seven years straight they done won the title? So that means they get to go into the um, Champions League in the first qualifying round. Sports Ball 69, club number 38. We still in Eastern Europe, Romania this time with Stua Bucharest. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's in Bucharest. That's like one of the top clubs in Romania. You know, the thing I love about football and why we call it an un-American soccer podcast about football metaphysics is because the poets have always loved football. And you know, the analysts and the data scientists, they start to get involved more and more, but it's always going to be the beautiful game. It's going to be one that draws the poets and the people. Even if the upper levels become corrupt and corporate and overloaded with money to where you can't really enjoy it the way you would like to enjoy it. At its root, football always gonna be about self-expression of the people and it's always gonna draw the poets. Reason I bring that up is cause I got a homeboy, Rebecca Morgan, they was in Romania a while back. They just put out a poetry book this past year called Hotel Alexander. I don't even know if he likes football or soccer or saw anything over there when they were over there. But I'd rather you read a book of poetry than not read a book of poetry. Sports Ball 69, number 39. Our fourth entrant from Germany is Bayer Leverkusen. They another club 
something that look like they got a logo made by a butter company from the 1970s. They're owned by a pharmaceutical company, which is weird as hell, cause like their club crest actually looks like an aspirin in the middle of it. They finished fourth in the Bundesliga this year. This season, seasons don't follow years. Just like nature. So they finished fourth, which means they in the Champions League group stage. Sports Ball 69, club number 40. From La Liga, Valencia. So fourth team to come on this list from La Liga. And they also finished fourth in La Liga this season. soccer jersey from uh, Spain and I don't think they even in the top league anymore I think they got relegated but um I know who they are because one of their dudes who um I can't remember his name right now but he looked like John Waters just Spanish he played for my boys at Swansea City and never really caught on even though he was supposed to be great and he went back to Spain, um, but y'all, I was talking to this dude, and this was just a normal white dude, and I'm like, oh yeah, I always like to see what people's wearing, I didn't even realize I was wearing a Uganda soccer jersey, and um, he was like, okay, and I was like, so yo, they was walking away, I was like, yo, who you going for today, thinking about the match, and the dude just like held his fist up, like, you know, bye. And I, I yelled again, I was like, yo, who are you going for today? And he said, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And I, all of a sudden I realized the dude was afraid of me and not even trying to talk. And I'm like, that's what the fuck is wrong with soccer in America, man. Like, that's what the fuck is wrong with it right there. It's these privileged dudes that's afraid to interact with anybody, man. Afraid to talk to anybody. And that's why I'm excited that the next season of the Sports Ball 69, we're going to do the African clubs. Because I love African football because it's... It don't got all the money, it's very spirited, and I just enjoy the stories of the clubs and the players. It's always been a dream of mine to go cover the African Cup of Nations, and in fact, if that's starting again it, this month, later this month, I'm a little disappointed, because every two years, I'm like, okay, somebody gonna pay me to go cover the African Cup of Nations the next time. And every time it comes up and ain't nobody paid me to go cover it, I'm like, damn. 
Fail you demons, got me again, man. I ain't never gonna do nothing. I get there eventually. But yo, that's the thing, man. In America, like, I don't know, man. Like, until the African American community gets deeper in the soccer. Until we get somewhere deeper with the Norteño community, so it's not just like white boys and recent immigrants playing soccer. American soccer ain't gonna be worth a shit, man. And they already got the corporate strings on it, like at the MLS level, to where they trying to recreate an NFL or NBA model. Man, fuck that. Just let anybody with money start up a soccer club and see what happens. Motherfuckers always talking about a free market and they don't actually let one happen. You know what I'm saying? Fuck these devils. Sports Ball 69, club number 41. And now we gonna go to Turkey specifically Istanbul at the number 41 slot is Galatasaray now I am completely fascinated by Turkish football in Istanbul in particular because one of the most bitter rivalries on earth exists in Istanbul where you have Galatasaray on the European side and then you have Fenerbahce across the river on the Asian continent. Now you would think that would be complicated enough, but it can't just be a binary because there is not just binaries in the real world. There's also a third club, Besiktas, who has been very prominent and active against these teams. And in fact, the Besiktas supporters were the ones who took over the park fight and gentrification a few years back that caused a lot of trouble. They have a somewhat anarchist fan base, believe it or not. On top of this, you got a fourth club now in Turkey that has become very prominent because they're attached to the president of Turkey. And I'm talking about Istanbul, Basak. Say here, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's a fourth club now that has come to prominence. And in fact, it was a very interesting finale to the Turkish Super League this past season, which just wrapped up. Because Istanbul Basaksa here, which has been at the top, they actually had a little bit of a lead, but as the season wore on, Galatasaray and Besiktas started coming up on them, and Galatasaray actually ended up winning. Now, in, say, the Bundesliga, the Premier League, that don't mean as much, because the top four clubs all go to the Champions League group stage. But in Turkey, first place goes to the group stage. Second place has to start in the third qualifying round, in third place only goes to the Europa League group stage. So it's a big difference. Only a four point difference separated Galatasaray and Besiktas in first and third this past season. 
But that four points meant that Besiktas is not going to the Champions League and instead going to the Europe League. That's a big difference in money, too. Galatasaray, when I first started getting into football a few years back, I was fascinated with them because they got the dope green and yellow jerseys. But I have since come around and uh, they're not necessarily my favorite team from Turkey. But they do tend to have players always coming that you might recognize. Example, and I think this might be why I was fascinated by them at first back 2013. Didier Drogba, when he uh, had gotten done with his stint in China, he ended up in Turkey playing for Galatasaray before he went back on his little swan song tour with Chelsea one more time. And then, of course, he made money in America, you know as an aged out striker just collecting a check to look better than he actually is kind of like how Wayne Rooney and um Zlatan Ibrahimovic with LA Galaxy and Rooney with DC United is right now you know they kind of aged out of being competitive at the top levels of Europe so they come get paid in America. And American soccer fans mistakenly think MLS is finally on the map. Y'all a bunch of marks. Sports ball 69, club number 42. So we're going back to... Yugoslavia, and I know I talked about Dynamo Zagreb and Red Star Belgrade on episode 2, I think, or episode 1, at the end of episode 1, and how that led to the actual war that broke up Yugoslavia. Now, FK Partisan is our number 42 club, and they are like the second level club, or the number 2 club in Serbia behind Red Star Belgrade. In fact, this past season, which just ended, FK Partizan actually finished, hold on, let me see where they finished. They finished in third, which means they gotta go to the Europa League qualifying rounds. They ain't even make the group stage of the Europa League. They gotta go through some qualifying rounds. Now the thing about partisan that I think I want to relay to you is their supporters are called Grabari or which means the grave diggers or the undertakers. Now I'm not going to lie in all my research of Yugoslavia, Serbians scare me the most. They just seem different. You know what I'm saying? They just seem like they just different. Um, different from, well, I don't know from what, man. It could be personal bias, but they seem crazy, yo. And these supporters called the Gravediggers team, the club's colors are black and white. So you can imagine a club with black and white colors, and then you got a bunch of dudes calling themselves the Gravediggers. Now, 
this is not like a stadium like you might see in the Premier League. They still playing in a pretty tight fitting stadium, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it holds like 30,000 people, and I'm sure it's probably got seats only that they have to roll out in order to compete in like intercontinental competitions. That's kind of what UEFA makes people do. Yo, they look wild, man. I ain't trying to mess with nobody called no grave diggers coming from Serbia acting all wild, carrying guns, wearing old Adidas tracksuits and all. Maybe that's a stereotype, but you ain't got to go too far onto the internet to see somebody representing that stereotype to the fullest when you look up Grabari. Sports Ball 69, Club Number 43. Damn, I need to move through these faster. I'm gonna end up running out of time. I have to do five episodes for the spring season. Anyways, number 43 is Sevilla from the Spanish La Liga. Sevilla is, they are the fifth club we've seen from the Spanish League to show up today in uh, this season. And they actually finished sixth this past season, which just ended, which means they qualify for the Europa League group stage. Now, when I say they finished sixth, there's a pretty big jump between them and the top clubs, which this past year was Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Real Madrid ain't do as well now that uh, the boy Ronaldo went to Italy. But Sevilla finished six, so they're like in that second level of Spanish soccer. Sports Ball 69, club number 44. We're going all the way up to Sweden to Malmo. Malmo is like one of the top clubs in Sweden. In fact, I'd say they probably are the top club, normally speaking. Normally speaking, that's the case. But 2018, they go on a yearly cycle. They don't go uh, August to June like most of the world. Their, their season is scheduled like America is, whereas January to December, sort of. And in 2018, they actually finished third, which means they only go into the Europa League qualifying round They've kind of been the club that qualifies for the Champions League from Sweden the past few years. Um, they do currently sit first. The Swedish League is just under halfway through their season and they do sit in first three points ahead of the nearest two clubs. Uh, Momo has been the club that represents Sweden in the Champions League qualifying rounds for the most part. I got a grandmother, my maternal grandmother, she was Swedish, but uh, it was like Swedish, she grew up in Wisconsin or Illinois or something, man, I don't know, but uh, it was definitely, she was the child of Swedish and Norwegian immigrants, so I got that Scandinavian heritage, I just don't know much about it, and all four of my grandparents come from different corners. What up? I don't even know where they from, but uh, just an all-un-American mud at this point. Sports Ball 69, club number 45, 
from Italy, Napoleon, that ain't a fifth Italian club on this spring sports ball 69 list, but they're actually from the second in the season it just ended, second only to Juventus or Juventus or Juventus, however you want to say it. Napoleon most importantly should be known for in the Sopranos, where there was immense tracksuit style. When that dude Furio came over to America, whenever he was sporting a tracksuit, it was a Napoleon tracksuit. That's important details right there. Sports Ball 69, number 46. Another small Eastern European club, Sheriff Tiraspol. Tiraspol is in Moldova. It's, um, they're pretty much the top club in the Moldovan League at this point. They were only formed in 1997, so they're only just over 20 years old. But uh, Sheriff is the group that owns them, so they're not just called Sheriff. It's like, it's like law and order. Sheriff is one of the largest companies in Moldova. It's like a bunch of supermarkets, gas stations, construction. It's basically one of them like developing nation situations where you got a dude or a couple of dudes who get their hands in everything. Anyway, one of the things this company sheriff has got their hands in is his football club and they pretty much win Moldovan League every year. They won 2018, they go January to December style schedule. They finished 18 points in first place. And already in 2019, they already eight points clear and we not even like halfway done with their season. So they pretty much always set to go into the Champions League first qualifying round. Sports Ball 69. Club number 47. Y'all might have heard of him. Tottenham Hotspur. Now they the sixth English club to make this list and they might move up with their performance this past season in the Champions League. I think the thing to remember with Tottenham is, uh, you know, they made it to the Champions League final but really, they're not really on the same level as some of them other clubs. Now, they part of the big six. Definitely, they part of the big six clubs in the Premier League. But even within that big six, if you broke that down into its own thing, I think you might put the Spurs in the last spot. I mean, let's just be honest. This past season set aside, they probably in the last spot out of them six clubs. I personally found it interesting that they seemed to play better when Harry Kane was injured. Harry Kane is one of my most least liked individuals in the sport of football and I just, he can't get kicked in the leg enough for me to be happy. 
Like I want that dude's, I want both his legs to be broken by some like dirty ass Scottish defender just sliding in spikes first and taking like seven red cards all at once just to decimate Harry Kane and make him no longer exist on the football field ever again. I know that might sound kind of dark, but you know the beautiful game bring out the ugly side in a dude sometimes. Sports Bar 69, club number 48. We're going to Austria on this one. Red Bull Salzburg. They are owned by Red Bull. Yeah, the big Red Bull company. Whenever they play in intercontinental competitions, they have to change their crest to take the Red Bull logo off, and they just call it FC Salzburg at that point, just like the club in Germany has to do. And then you also got the Red Bull Club in America. That's weird, the energy drink owning football teams around the country. Anyways, they like one of the top clubs in Austria, if not the top club. In fact, this past season, they finished first in the regular season and went into the championship round, which a lot of countries that are smaller beyond that top level of domestic leagues they'll break their club. They only have 12 clubs in the top league. So the top six go into the championship round to figure out who qualifies for European competition. And then the lower six go into a, a, a second round, which decides who gets relegated. Red Bull Salzburg won the championship round. That means they're going straight into the Champions League group stage, which means even though Austria is not a top level, they still leveled up enough that they got one of them group league or one of them group stage slots. Sports Ball 69, club number 49. Sporting CP, Sporting Club de Portugal, out of Portugal. They the third club from Portugal to make this list. They also finished third this season in Portugal's Primeira Liga, behind Porto and Benfica, and that tends to be the hierarchy over there. They consider part of the big three, but they definitely the third. I guess I'm gonna knock off right here. That's Sports Ball 69 Un American Soccer Podcast about football metaphysics this spring 2019 season. We're going through top 69 European clubs according to some fucked up metric I devised from the Champions League performance of the past 17 years. I got 20 clubs left to go. I'm going to try to knock them out with episode 4 so I can be on schedule to slip into Africa for that summer 2019 season. Y'all be sure to check out footballmetaphysics.space. You can find Dirt Guy Raven Mac on all forms of social media by looking that up. If you made it this far, 
Congratulations, you still alive, baby. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Slam.